Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from David Johnson's physical therapist's office, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jana and the <laughs> Sherpa. Jana, how did you uh, survive week one of the uh, fantasy football season? Uh, not too bad. Uh, the Cowboys won, so really excited about that. My fantasy teams did pretty well, with the exception of the one that has David Johnson on it. But other than that, I don't have too many complaints, so I'll take it. How about you? Well, that's good. Uh, it was a mixed bag. I have six teams and went three and three this week. But I guess the most important thing is just don't go out and cut Le'Veon Bell or Des Bryant or Tom Brady or the Seattle defense or any other of your uh, high picks that may have had a bad week. But maybe that's yeah, stating the obvious. Yeah, don't overreact. Exactly. So, so why don't you tell people how to find us, and then we've got a packed show with uh, recommendations, injuries, waiver wire, all sorts of stuff. We got all kinds of stuff. We got a full slate of games this week. All sixteen teams are, or all sixteen games are, in fact, going to be played. Uh, in the meantime, we will be with you tonight for sixty minutes, as we are every Wednesday night. So we'll be here until nine thirty Eastern time, or if you're listening uh, after the fact, you've got an hour ahead of you. We'll be talking, like Sherpa said, predicting every game, giving you start and sit options, waiver wires, injuries, daily fantasy picks, all that good stuff. Um, and if you want to be a part of the conversation, you have questions, anything you, you need help with on your lineup, any of that stuff, you can find us all week long at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook, and on Twitter at the number 4 THN Inches Show at fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. I'm sure you can guess who's who out of that. <laughs> and, and, of course, we're here every week uh, for that hour, giving you all this knowledge you're going to need to win your fantasy uh, fantasy games this week, unless, of course, you're playing one of us, then please don't do that. But in the meantime, like you said, we've got a, a pretty jam-packed show today, so where do you want to start? Well, let's start right in on running backs, and I guess they're the – the biggest concerns are, you know, of course, is just how do you go about replacing David Johnson and, you know, to a lesser, ex- you know, much lesser extent, Danny Woodhead. If you had him in your lineup, you probably have more troubles than uh, losing him. But anyway, why don't yeah. we uh, start out by, why don't you uh, give us your, your top um, running back picks for the coming week, your top five to ten. Uh, so for me, uh, Le'Veon Bell, I'm I'm a Le'Veon Bell owner. I am not dissuaded by what happened last week. I think he will he will score more points this week. It's not the most favorable matchup in the world, but I'm going with it. Looks like Ezekiel Elliott's still going to play football this week, so if he is, he's going in my lineup. Melvin Gordon, I think, has a great matchup this week. Devontae Freeman, the same deal. As I'm sure we'll talk ad nauseum, there are a couple of games this week that are going to be very high-scoring um, so we'll we'll certainly help you there accordingly. Todd Gurley with Sean McCoy, uh, they're on my list, as well as Leonard Fournette. Obviously, coming into the season, I think you were a little higher on him than I was. He looked good last week. I'm ready to ride that, keep it going. Uh, Ty Montgomery, I think, is an interesting play this week. Green Bay, Atlanta, New Orleans, New England, there are, there are a couple of games out there that look like they're just going to be big fantasy point getters. So for me, those are those are the games I'm sort of keying in on. I also really like Dalvin Cook and uh, DeMarco Murray still. But for me, I, I think that's probably where I'm going this week. What are you thinking? Okay, so I agree with most of, of that. Um, I think 
just my top few were Le'Veon Bell first. Um, actually, like Kareem Hunt's matchup a lot this week. Yeah. Todd Gurley, Devonta Freeman, uh, Jordan Howard. I'm giving him a pass on last week and giving him another shot. Okay. Um, Leonard Fournette, I like uh, Melvin Gordon, Ty Montgomery, Jay Ajayi, and Ezekiel Elliott would round out my my top ten. Uh, I also like DeMarco Murray, although he wasn't in my top ten. And um, I think uh, the only one that was on your good list that I wasn't so fond of was uh, Dalvin Cook, but we can get into that more later. How about uh, some people that you would be actively avoiding this week? Uh, well, some of the for bigger me, names you'd be staying away from. Yeah, I, I think Adrian Peterson's probably at the top of that list. I know a lot of people got burned by him last week. I'm not entirely sure what people's expectations were, but he is playing on a New Orleans Saints team that historically has been a running back by committee team. And just because you're Adrian Peterson doesn't necessarily mean they're going to buck the trend for you. I think we saw that last week. Uh, Matt Forte, I don't love the matchup this week. Amir Abdullah, things looked better uh, last week than they do this week matchup wise I just don't think it's going to work for him Frank Gore I'm staying away from uh that's just that that, that game's going to be a, a rough one there um Eddie Lacy for sure I just Rob Kelly I don't love the matchup for those are probably the guys for me that I really don't want any part of all right um as I mentioned already Dalvin Cook is probably that's one we disagree on this week um Lamar Miller, don't like that matchup. Um, LaShawn McCoy, I, I think Carolina is going to win that game pretty easily, and even though he might be a big part of the Bills offense, I don't think there's going to be much to be a part of there this week. Isaiah Crowell, um, Bilal Powell, Amir Abdullah, agree with you there. Um, Paul Perkins, Matt Forte. I like Chris Carlson and Thomas Rawls as waiver pickups if they were still available for your league this week, especially Carlson was probably available, it, not so much Rawls. But well, it looks I like Thomas Rawls might slide right into that starting role as long as he's healthy enough to get on the field, which it looks like he should be this week. Yeah, my main concern there, I think they're going to win that game easily, but my main concern is that between Rawls and Carlson and ProSize and, um, and, you know, good old Eddie Lacy. It's you know, crowded. Don't really. Very crowded. Yeah, there. it's too crowded for me to be relying on any of them as you know, mainstays in, in a fantasy lineup this week. But uh, that's my thoughts on that. So how about um, waiver wire pickups? Who uh, who would you be looking at off of the waiver wire this week? Uh, Buck Allen with the Ravens, for sure, with Danny Woodhead going down. Uh, it looks like, he, I mean, he came in and he had himself a nice, a nice day. I think that even with Terrence West there, there's going to be enough value, especially with so many teams going with running back com- by committee. Um, Tarek Cohen, I, I want to pick him up on the waiver wire this week. I don't necessarily want to start using him this week, but he's somebody I want to, I kind of want to stash away for a rainy day. And then of course, with David Johnson out, you've got Andre Ellington, who's probably owned in most of your leagues or, or a fair amount, but Kerwin Williams, I think is interesting also he uh, He's going to be more, I think, the traditional running back. Obviously, he came in and scored a touchdown right away like that. But um, it looks like they're going to go running back committee with him and, and Andre Ellington. But just I think Kerwin Williams could be in an interesting spot there. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not 
sold on that whole Arizona backfield situation without David Johnson. I think if I had to rank them, you know, Chris Carson might be at the top of my list just because of you know what I think he could potentially do. Of course, Thomas Rawls mm-hmm. is in his way, but um, Javorius Allen, Buck Allen, I agree with you there, uh, Tariq Cohen. Giovanni Bernard is sort of a forgotten back there in Cincinnati, yeah. but he had himself. If anybody had a decent game there the first week in Cincinnati, it was oh, him. Uh, that a rough Williams. one or what? <laughs> yeah, the, the newly signed or newly re-signed Chris Johnson. Marlon Mack mm-hmm. is somebody that I think for further down the line mm-hmm. this season, if you're looking you know, more long-term, I just really don't think Frank Gore is likely to hold up. Uh, over the course of the 16-game season, either even if he holds up health-wise, I think at some point you know, they might just pull the plug there and see what they've got in the in the younger backs. And I like uh, Mac more than Turbin. And uh, Samaje Pirine didn't get any um, playing time this week with Washington. And he was probably grateful for that. But uh, <laughs> I, I think again, he's more of a speculative pickup like Marlon Mack, if you're looking uh, further down the road yeah, for the season. Yeah, I mean, but sometimes, you know, if you've got the you've got the space or you've got somebody who went on IR and you can just fill a hole without dropping anybody, uh, it's not a bad idea to get ahead of something like that. I mean, worst case, it doesn't pan out. You drop them, you pick somebody else up later. But especially with running backs, I always find they're, they're the toughest ones to get off the waiver wire, somebody that's actually going to make an impact on your team. So if you can do it early... I would do it, but obviously to each their own. <laughs> okay, so here, let me throw a few names at you and uh, just curious to hear what you think, um, whether you know you like their long-term prospects uh, this season. Mike Gillisley? I like Mike Gillisley. I don't know if he's somebody that I think is going to have a big enough impact long-term that he's somebody I want to I want to clear space for if it's going to cost me somebody I'm already really into. But, I mean, he's going to be okay. I'm just not over the moon about him. Okay, um, more Sean Lynch. What do you think of the matchup this week against the Jets and just for his longer-term prospect? I I mean, Marshawn Lynch, he, he was a little more than I expected him to be. I think that long-term I like him certainly better than Gillisley. I just think overall he's – He's a bigger guy, he's a little sturdier, and he's in a better situation. So I'd, I'd probably go with him out of the two, at least so far. All right, C.J. Anderson. I'm all about C.J. Anderson. Uh, I know it's still kind of a running back by committee thing. He hasn't been the healthiest of people, but I, I'm very high on him. I have him on several of my teams, and, I mean, somebody was trying to trade him to me today, but – I didn't do it, uh, but he's I, he's somebody I really like. I went looking for him in a lot of drafts. Yeah, and I mean, compared to Jamal Charles, C.J. Anderson is the picture of health. So Yeah, you know, I mean, I out of the two, absolutely, to... C.J. Anderson's the one I want, but it's, you know, it's it's something that an insurance, insurance plan probably is charging them a pretty nice premium to, to be on. Yes, and how about um, the Carolina – Backfield. I don't think we got much clarity there last week between Jonathan no, Stewart was, and Christian McCaffrey. That was, that was something I was really hoping to get some, like that was something I was looking for last week when was some kind of answer to the magic eight ball that is the Carolina backfield. Like we, we had the years where it was 
Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams, and you could get by with either one of them. It'd be okay. One week might favor one more than the other, but it was going to come out about the same. And now it's just, I mean, it's like Bill Belichick or Mike Shanahan's running this offense. I just have no idea who's going to be the most pivotal right now. I would say Jonathan Stewart as a default, but, I mean, I, I just don't know what to think out of that backfield. And I don't know how much more clarity we'll get this week, but I'm hoping for some. <laughs> Okay, and then um, the Cleveland situation, not that Isaiah Crowell has anything to worry about long-term, but I just i am not so keen on that matchup of his uh, this week, as I mentioned. Yeah, yeah, it's it's certainly not an ideal one, especially with how they looked last week. I mean, I guess it was kind of what we expected, but it's going to be tough. They're going to be behind a lot of games and it's going to be hard for them to really feed him as much as we would like him to as a fantasy owner. But he's somebody I I have on, on a few teams and I certainly think he's worth having on your team. I just don't love this matchup this week. All right. Why don't we move on to wide receivers then? Because there's uh, more of them available on the waiver wire and there's probably you know, some more questions about some individual performances. But um, just in terms of injuries this week, I guess Alan Robinson, the the biggest one, Kevin White yeah. is somebody that I had grabbed on a couple of teams, and then Danny Amendola, you know, not as long-term as the other two, but, you know, anybody who's mm-hmm. surprised that Danny Amendola is an injury um, risk. I mean, that's he's so good when he's healthy, and Kevin it's White. such a shame he's never healthy. Oh, Danny yeah. Amendola. Uh, also worth noting, Terrence Williams, Cowboys wide receiver, is walking around in a walking boot, but he, he thinks he'll play this week. He came back into the game, but I, I'm never a big fan of seeing a guy in a walking boot instead of in practice. And to my mind, he's their only their third best wide receiver anyway. Besides, I don't even want easily, him on the team as a Cowboys fan, but, you know, they don't ask me these things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, speaking of which, um, how about some um, waiver wire fodder that you're looking at wide receiver-wise? Who are some of the people that are at the top of your list this week? Uh, you know, like you said, there's always kind of a plethora as far as wide receivers go. But for me, I think that we saw a couple of couple of nice names pop out here. Uh, Kenny Golladay was one. I know he's been picked up in a lot of leagues that I'm in already. Uh, Cooper Cup, another guy who people really jumped on. Nelson Aguilar, I'm less excited about recommending. I just he drops the ball way too much for me. But if he needs somebody, uh, he stepped up last week. He was more of a contributor than he was last season. He looked a little more solid, but he was playing the Redskins. Uh, guys like Rashad Matthews or Rashad Matthews with the Titans, Marquise Lee, obviously with. Allen Robinson's knee exploding, and uh, Kendall Wright could be interesting in Chicago. No Kevin White now. you got to have somebody to throw to. He looked all right last week. Um, so he's probably the de facto number one now, which, I mean, he's still on the Bears, so that's not great. But those are probably the guys I'm looking at most so far. What about you? I actually – I figured most people would probably mention the two rookies that you did, you know, first and mm-hmm. second, you know, being Kenny Galladay and Cooper Cup. I actually had Aguilar at the top of my list just because 
you know, even if Tory Smith is nominally the second, you know, the other starting yeah, again, another guy there, who's I not think, very good at staying healthy, <laughs> or or getting many targets either. But mm. I, I think there's really an opportunity for Aguilar there. And if you're picking the guy up as a speculative guy for the end he's of the day, he's not I mean, bad at a speculative pick. Presumably, if you lost Allen Robinson, you're not talking about plugging these guys into your starting lineup. It's more, hopefully, you have somebody on the bench that you can move into your starting lineup, mm-hmm. and then these guys are more, you know, the ones that would take that spot that's open now on your bench. But for me, you know, that's why I'm looking at an Elson Aguilar. Sterling Shepard is somebody, Giants offense looked terrible last week, but they have you know, to look better. Though. That, they can't look that bad all the time. As a Giants fan, I hope you're right, but I, I fear for the worst there with that wow. offensive line, but we'll see. But Sterling Shepard is, is out there. Cole Beasley, you know, as much as I'm loath to recommend Cowboys, he's out there in you know, a lot of leagues. If Paul Richardson with Seattle is somebody else, I would draw your attention to. Mohamed yeah. Sanu is still out there in a lot of leagues, and he's the second wide receiver in one of the more high-powered offenses in the league. John Ross is going to make his debut this week, actually tomorrow night, hopefully in one of those color rush uniforms that the uh, Bengals oh. and the Texans will be wearing. <laughs> but uh, he's somebody else that I you know, might slide at the end of the bench. And then uh, Brashad Perriman, who, you know, talk about having trouble staying healthy, but so far yeah. so good this season. So those are some of the guys that uh, have caught my eye as, as waiver wire pickups for this week. Yeah, it's a good mix. Uh, how about right. uh, how, how about starters this week? You got anybody you're Jones in for? Yeah, just in terms of the top guys, you know, if I had to rank them this week, Antonio Brown would be um, my yes. top pick. Um, mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks, New England, Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, AJ Green, Larry Fitzgerald, Kelvin Benjamin, Michael mm-hmm. Thomas. Amari Cooper and Jordy Nelson probably round out my top ten. So who's who's in your uh, top list? I don't have a problem with any of those. Um, I would throw Devontae Adams in there, maybe Keenan Allen and Doug Baldwin. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, maybe. I don't know if he'd make my top ten, but, but he'd be in there. Um, Tyreek Hill, like you mentioned, and uh, Chris Hogan. Cooper Cup, we talked about both of them. And uh, maybe your boy Sterling Shepard, but that just just some different names that are on your list. Okay. And how about some guys that um, you don't like for this week? Uh, definitely staying away from Alshon Jeffrey, Sammy Watkins, uh, Eric Decker. I was not impressed with him last week. Uh, Devontae Parker, it's just that's a tough matchup. Jordan Matthews, T.Y. Hilton, maybe Des Bryant. I don't love his matchup. I, I mean, I'm not going to bench him, really, but I I would like to pad my wide receivers around him. I think that's going to be a tough matchup for him this week. All right. Um, maybe I'll shock you with this, but I'm, I would recommend that people actually avoid Odell Beckham Jr., this week, even if he is healthy enough to play, I just think, yeah. you know, high ankle I'm, I'm sprain, that's just not something I want any part of, really. Maybe and I know people were upset about he supposedly was dancing in a club this week before not playing, but, like, 
walking around and cutting and jumping on a bad ankle, those are different things. Like, I don't, I'm not necessarily like, do I think it's stupid of him to maybe be out in a club in the wee hours of the morning on a game week? Yes, but I don't, I don't necessarily think I'm up in arms about him being out dancing and not playing in a game. Like, how did you feel about that as a Giants fan? Uh, I was, I was pretty ticked off about it. It's, for me, it kind of calls into question what his priorities are, and I certainly don't begrudge anybody going out and having fun when you know they're not at work. But you know, to me, if you're a starting wide receiver and you know you want a, a better contract, you know, it's up to you to show you know just from a PR standpoint, if nothing else, that mm-hmm. you know, football is your number one priority. And I think yeah. you know his doing that suggests to me that you know it, it's not necessarily his. His, uh, his number one priority, you know, recovering from that injury. He seems to have a lot of priorities. You're right. Recovering from an injury might not be one of them. But I think as a Cowboys fan, I have a way higher tolerance for that kind of nonsense because it's just normal. <laughs> the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, it was it's a charity a event. Day. So, yeah, <laughs> if you want to show up at something like that, great. But, you know, if you're getting into a dance-off with Russell Westbrook and, you know, I don't know, what does a dance-off mean, you know, how vigorously was he out there? dancing, who knows, and I guess it's kind of besides the point, but just from a <laughs> PR standpoint, it definitely doesn't look good. But, uh, no, so it doesn't. My avoid, <laughs> my, my, he would be at the top of my avoid list this week because <laughs> I'm not crazy about you know, his, his um, you know, health, and I just don't think that's you know, a really good situation to, to put yourself in from a fantasy standpoint this week. So I'd be looking to avoid him. T.Y. Hilton, poor T.Y. Hilton. I don't think it really matters whether Oof, you know, Jacoby know. Brissett or Scott Tolzien is his quarterback. I don't really think. You know, I liked him last year a lot you know, with Andrew Luck as his quarterback. But Andrew Luck can't get back those, fast enough. <laughs> yeah, with either of those two guys as your quarterback. I mean, Jacoby Brissett looked you know, decent that you know, couple games he filled in for Tom Brady last year, but you know, this, I just don't want any part of that situation yeah, but that, going into and that a new team and not having any rhythm. It's totally different than playing on today's Colts team. Like it's just just talent wise and overall schemes. Like it's you could plug a lot of people into that Patriots team and and still be okay, and you could plug a lot of quarterbacks into this Colts team and still not be okay. Well, even as the third string quarterback in New England, he had at least practiced with the guys he was throwing to. I mean, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah only been there a week and now you're you know thinking that he's going to start and have chemistry with you know ty hilton and you know i just it's crazy i I don't see it so anyway um some others on my avoid list this week pr garcon loved him last week yeah don't like the matchup at all against seattle this Mm -hmm. week jeremy macklin marquise lee yes maybe he's the you know, sort of de facto Allen Robinson replacement, but I'm um, not crazy about it. And Devontae Parker, I'm actually on the, the nay side. Uh, Kenny Galladay, if the Giants do have a strength, it's with their, you know, front four and their, and their secondary, so I'm not so keen on him. Ditto for Marvin Jones, and for whatever reason, Kenny Britt seems like he's already on the outs in Cleveland, although, again, I, know. You know, I, don't, I don't even know how he managed week. to do that. But you're right. He does look like that. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what happened there, but he's he's 
definitely not off on the on the right foot there. So no. um, here's some here's some other names that I'm just uh, kind of curious to get your reaction to. Um, Tyrell Williams, what do you think of him compared to Keenan Allen? Which of those two would you rather have on your fantasy team going forward? I'd probably say Tyrell Williams, uh, and that's just more of a personal preference. I just I think his upside is a little higher. Keenan Allen probably is the safer pick. He's a more steady option, and he's likely going to be available in more of your leagues, but I, I like Tyrell Williams a little better. Okay, how about um, Terrell Pryor, first game last week with a new team. There's some rough spots, but I was actually surprised by the production he did have. I didn't really think he would uh, have any chemistry with uh, Kirk Cousins to start with, but maybe he's going to do all right there. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I I was pleasantly surprised with what I saw from him last week. I mean, I, I guess he maybe has a little bit of an edge over other wide receivers getting building a rapport with a quarterback since he already speaks the language, uh, if you will. But, I mean, he's fast. He's a great athlete. Uh, he has, you know, from so many years of being quarterback, he's got really nice vision downfield. So I think that gives him a little bit of an advantage as well. But I just think matchup-wise, he's going to see a lot of favorable ones this season, and he's he's certainly somebody I'd put on a team, as begrudgingly as I would as a Cowboys fan. But, yeah, I think he's definitely got some upside. How about uh, Corey Coleman with Cleveland? Uh, I'm less excited about Corey Coleman. Obviously, he seems to be a little more in favor than Kenny Britt, since uh, everybody is, but... Uh, Again, another another tough injury bug last year, and he's shown signs of greatness, but it hasn't been consistent enough for me that I'm ready to get excited about it, uh, especially with him being on the Browns, which is kind of going to make any player you get there a more speculative pick. <laughs> but if he's somebody that's True. like a flex option or he's rounding out my lineup for an injury, you know, it's it might be worth the, the pick there. Yeah, I think I'm actually a little bit more optimistic about him than you are. You've always because, been a big Corey Coleman supporter. I don't know about that, but I just think, I think you know. So. <laughs> all right, well, I'll take your word for it then, but let's move on. Um, how about Martavis Bryant? A lot of people expecting big things from him last week. Didn't really happen. Uh, are you any yeah, um, I mean, less optimistic about him going forward? I think that's, that game didn't really – pan out for a lot of fantasy prospects the way that maybe we were hoping it would. Um, I think he's still got upside. It's just, you know, another case of the Steelers almost turn into, you know, Drew Brees with the Saints in that he's got a lot of options there. And, you know, some weeks it's going to be he's going to have eight receptions and 120 yards, and some weeks he's going to get three or four targets. It's just – he's not who I would I would want to put all my eggs in that basket, but he's certainly got upside. He's got a high ceiling. It's just picking and choosing the right matchups. Okay, and last wide receiver question for you. Arizona uh, wide receivers after Larry Fitzgerald, who do you prefer, uh, John Brown or J.J. Nelson? Oh, that's tough. For me, they're about the same, but I think right now I'd probably take J.J. Nelson. I had to pick one or the other, but they're almost interchangeable. Um, Yeah, J.J. Nelson, he didn't do much last week and then caught a touchdown pass in garbage time, but for whatever reason, he had a nice end to last season, and 
you know, maybe there's something he gets, there. He gets, I guess looks, bigger... he gets open. It's just, you know, it's the Larry Fitzgerald show. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, right, maybe maybe there's to... more upside for him now without David Johnson there. I, I don't know if Andre Ellington takes away some of the, the targets because he's going to come out of the backfield more. It's just it's, there's a lot of questions with that offense right now. I, I think they definitely have to become more of a throwing offense without without him. I don't think any of the guys that they have there now, whether it's Carwin Williams or Andre Ellington or – you know, mm-hmm. Chris Johnson, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball nearly as well with any of those yeah. guys. So I think just by default, they're almost going to have to look more to the passing game, which is why I'm kind of interested in who's going to get the majority of the targets behind Larry Fitzgerald there. Yeah, I think it'll be a telling week. All right. I mean, if, if there's any we week for on? your offense to open up, it's playing the Colts. <laughs> yeah, and... Heaven knows the the Colts offense probably won't spend too much time on the field, so no, uh, no. There should be a lot of uh, snaps to go around this week for for, mm-hmm. for Arizona receivers. Also, uh, let's move on to quarterbacks. Then, how about? Um, I mean, there's there's no real injuries this week of note. I mean, the only there's a couple benchings with Tom Savage and Scott Tolvin, but hopefully, unless you're in a really deep Two quarterback league, Oof. you weren't starting either yeah. of those guys to begin with. But my condolences um, if you are. <laughs> yeah, who who are some of the um, quarterbacks that you might be targeting on the waiver wire this week if you needed to to pick someone up, or you just decided you weren't happy with Eli Manning or or whomever this week? Who would you be looking to to change to? Uh, Alex Smith is at the top of my list. Uh, still available in a lot of leagues. And I don't think what we saw last week against the Patriots was a fluke. Uh, I think that, you know, maybe they're not going to look as dominant all the time, but this is a very balanced offense right now. He actually, for the first time in several years, and the big knock about Kansas City has been that they haven't had wide receivers. They've never had wide receivers scoring touchdowns. They've got a decent wide receiver. Uh, you've got Tyreek uh, Hill in, is a real threat. He's somebody that has to keep defenses honest, and it's opening up for other guys. And, I mean, I don't hate a lot of these matchups. Sam Bradford also looks really strong. Granted, he's a guy that if you are going to pick up, you know, I I would have a plan B for the second half of the season. (laughs) We saw they got off to a hot start last year, and then we're we're very pedestrian the rest of the way. Uh, Jared Goff, I think, also is an interesting option. Again, you sort of know what you're going to get there. But they have a better offensive line. You've got a healthy Todd Gurley and some guys stepping up. That helps. Trevor Simeon, I'm less excited about. Deshaun Kaiser and Deshaun Watson, I think those are really the names that are out there on your waiver wire. Um, There's certainly a drop-off the deeper you go in this list. But if you're in a pinch, there, there are guys still out there for the time being. Okay. I agree with your Alex Smith and Jared Goff. They would be two of my top four and the others that I might consider would be Tyrod Taylor and uh, Jay Cutler, you know, who knows with Jay Cutler that could either turn out really well or more what I'm expecting, not so really well, but (laughs) those are some of the people that I would be looking at if I wanted to make a move at quarterback this week. But how about the more established quarterbacks? Uh, Who do you like this week in terms of your, uh, 
top uh, five to ten quarterbacks. Ooh, we got some good quarterback matchups this week. Uh, Tom Brady yes, and Drew Brees playing uh, playing against each other. A, a high-scoring affair will be had. Same thing with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan playing against each other. Another shootout, I think. Derek Carr had a great game last week going against the, the Jets team that's a little sad-looking. Um, Jameis Winston, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how he looks. And obviously we didn't have Tampa Bay or Miami playing last week. But going against the Bears defense, that may not give him as many fits as some other places. Carson Palmer, we talked about just a few minutes ago. That that matchup against Indianapolis is so juicy. Phillip Rivers and, uh, you know, guys that are a little further down on my list, maybe Matthew Stafford, Tyrod Taylor, like you were talking about, Marcus Mariota, obviously I'm a big apologist there. Those are probably the, the guys on my list to start. What about you? So my top ten, I agree with you. Those two matchups that you mentioned at the beginning. All the points. I'll go with, <laughs> yeah, I'll go with, Drew Brees would be my number one pick for the week, followed by Tom Brady, Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, and Matt Ryan. I think those four are pretty clearly, and, and maybe even, well, I'll say that those four are kind of in a class by themselves this week. You know, that's yeah. the order that I think that I would predict they would finish in, but you could really put those names in a hat and just draw them out, one through four, and you know, feel pretty good about it. Uh, Derek Carr would be in that next group for me, along with Ben Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson, Carson Palmer, you mentioned, Philip Rivers, and James Winston. So we were pretty much in agreement for our uh, top ten then. How about some guys that you uh, would actively avoid this week? Uh, Jay Cutler is at the top of my list. Uh, Not a very impressive preseason. Got his bye week early. He's coming off his quasi-retirement um, it's just against the Chargers defense, I don't think maybe gets as much respect as they should. I don't think this is a good matchup. I'm not excited about Jay Cutler's prospects for now. Go out and, and show me something, and maybe I'll get on board, but I'm staying far away from him. Trevor Simeon, I don't love the matchup against the Cowboys. They're just on the road. It's a tough matchup. And, I mean, it looked good last week. I just I don't know if this is going to be his week. Andy Dalton against the Texans. This is a Thursday night game. If you've listened to this show for any point over the last few years, you know Thursday night games really give me fits when it comes to fantasy. Deshaun Kaiser, uh, Blake Bortles really staying away from. He just historically is not good against the Titans, even though this looks on paper like it might be a good week to start him. I don't I don't like it this week. Okay. Um, we had a little bit of overlap on our list, but I think my tap for – Actually, I'll put Dak Prescott at the top of my list, and I know I don't hate that. I really uh, don't. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's an okay one to not start. uh, Eli Manning would be another one at the top of my list. He's already on my bad list after just one week, and I don't think I'm panicking there. Just maybe looking at people with a higher upside than what I think he has. Especially, I just the team just looks to me very similar to last year's team. You know, the offensive line isn't very good. The running game isn't really good enough to keep anybody honest. And if you don't have Odell yeah. Beckham Jr. there to you know take the pressure off, you know, that's that's going to be one really sorry looking offense there. Even with you know, you know Eric Engram there as uh, 
rookie tight Evan Engram there as a rookie tight end. So, but um, anyway, Eli would be on my list of avoid for this week. Jacoby Brissett, assuming that he is the guy that Indianapolis tabs, although they haven't mentioned yeah. yet who it's going to be. Wh- whoever then, Indianapolis uh, Watson. starts, don't start them. <laughs> right, right. So, um, yeah, those those are my uh, guys that I would uh, be trying to avoid this week. So how about I'm um, just throw a couple names out at you here. How about uh, Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins? What's your, your quick takes on them from last week? Uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised with both of them. Honestly, I think that as the season goes on, maybe Kirk Cousins might be the safer of the two options. But if you're feeling a little riskier, Carson Wentz, his offensive line is just really a mess, and his wide receiver situation isn't going to improve over the season. It's not a group that historically stays healthy or keeps the ball in their hands. I think that Kirk Cousins just has a stronger set of wide receivers around him overall, um, but I I got more out of them than I think I expected out, out of either of them. I actually have Carson Wentz as a, a backup quarterback in one of my leagues in a in a league where you can start a quarterback in your flex spot, so you know I'll, I'll milk that for what it's worth with some good matchups. Yeah, I have him as the backup on a team where Tom Brady is my starter, and uh, yeah. probably one of the few weeks this season where um, Carson Wentz outscores Tom Brady, but yeah, not going to happen a lot. (laughs) No, but I mean, even unless it's some really bizarro universe, I can't imagine there are too many matchup combinations. Yeah, I I mean, I think I think feeling wise as a player, Carson Wentz is is got more upside. But I think as a fantasy quarterback for this season, I'd probably take Kirk Cousins. But you know, it's probably a push. Okay. So why don't we move on to tight ends? No, I mean, C.J. Fedorowicz with Houston is the Uh, main injury. The most interesting thing about Houston is that their entire, every tight end on their roster has a concussion right now. So they're talking that one of their fullbacks uh, might actually be playing tight end at some point this week. (laughs) Yeah. Really sorry. (laughs) But that's just Houston in a nutshell. (laughs) Yeah, that's. That's for sure. So, oh, how about um, how about some top picks for this week? Uh, who do you like? I uh, mean, tight end. actually, we really, why don't we um, do some waiver wire pickups first? Uh, who would be at there's the, a couple of decent options out on the waiver wire. Uh, obviously, I'm going to tell you this forever. Pick up Charles Clay. I really like him. He's going to get a ton of looks because, quite frankly. Uh, he's going to be a viable fantasy option all season with the fact that Buffalo's receiving core is like non-existent and not the healthiest of the bunch. And I mean, that's not a great offensive line. You got to get rid of the ball fast. Austin Hooper, we saw had a nice game last week. And by proxy, I think Cameron Brait, who we didn't see play last week for the Buccaneers, is probably a good pickup if he's not owned just because he's going against that same Bears team that gave up a million yards to Austin Hooper. And uh, I still like Evan Ingram more of a, you know, that's that's somebody you're you're gonna have to wait on a little bit. But I think I'm actually higher on him than you are. Uh, but I like him. I I have him stashed on a couple of teams. Yeah, for me, I guess Jesse James after last week with Pittsburgh mm-hmm. would be a pretty obvious pickup if I needed to plug somebody in. Charles Clay and Evan yeah. Ingram were both on my list, and then just to throw another uh, historical underperforming name onto the list. I'll put Jared Cook 
on there. You know, he had a nice okay, debut with yeah. Oakland last week and has that uh, very appealing matchup against the Jets this week. It's just a matter of, you know, how many mouths are there to feed there in the Oakland offense and is he going to be yeah. you know, worthy of enough points? Probably not, but you know, if you're hurting and lost C.J. Fedorowicz and need somebody, you know, he's somebody I might look at then. So how about your uh, top tight end performers for this week? Who, you, who do you have? Uh, well, we're going to keep beating a dead horse here, but there are there are two games that are really going to put up a lot of points, and you want to look at Rob Gronkowski, who, especially if you're looking for somebody who is going to exceed their value in a daily fantasy league, not a bad option this week, but we'll get there. Uh, Martellus Bennett, uh, Kobe Fleener, Jordan Reed, and Travis Kelsey. I think Travis Kelsey is going to see some more action this week. Kyle Rudolph, I'm high on, as well as Delaney Walker. I really can't tell you enough about Delaney Walker. Um, And uh, Zach Ertz, you know, against Kansas City this week, it could be a good fit. It's always interesting when when Kansas City and Philly play each other with that Andy Reed factor, but I think it could be a good week for him. And now with the Andy Reid and Doug Peterson factor, too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, for my... Yeah, for me, those are my starters, I'd say. Okay, my top picks this week, Rob Gronkowski was uh, number one for me. Charles Clay, number two. Greg Olson, Carolina, number three. Kobe Fleener, number four. Jimmy Graham, number five. Travis Kelsey, six. Austin Hooper, seven. Uh, Jared Cook, 8, Hunter Henry, 9, and uh, Zach Ertz, 10. Nice. Guys, I'm avoiding so, this week. There, there are some people who, you know, I liked last week. The matchups this week just aren't there. Jason Witten's one of those. I, I hate hit this Broncos defense for, for tight ends right now. Really just kind of a wasteland. Jack Doyle going against the Cardinals. I was hoping that he would produce more last week just because, you know, kind of the Charles Clay theory, they got to get the ball out. But, like, eh, that's just against the Cardinals. I don't like it. Julius Thomas uh, and uh, Hunter Henry going against each other in the same game. I just don't like either either side of the ball there. I'm staying away from the tight ends. And uh, probably Eric Ebron. It's not the best matchup in the world. I think you have better options at tight end this week. Um, but overall, I like him for the season, just not particularly this week. So you have my top three avoids, those being Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron, and Julius Thomas. I'll put Cameron Braid on that list, not because I don't think he has the potential, but I just really don't know how they're going to split targets between him and O.J. Howard. You, know, you would think Braid already mm-hmm. has the chemistry with Jameis Winston from last season, but you know, I really you know, just – I'd, I'd be in wait and see mode there, you know, just in terms yeah. of, you know, you know, I wouldn't really want to start either one of them if I could help it this week. Some others that I'm not fond of this week are David Njoku with Cleveland. Surprisingly, he wasn't even the most targeted tight end in Cleveland last week. Uh, ben Watson and uh, Antonio Gates. I'm a little higher on Hunter Henry than you are, and therefore probably a little uh, more negative about Antonio Gates than you are. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. We'll see. We'll see right. who ends up on top here. Okay. How about uh, defenses? You know, who Who are your uh, best picks for this week, or your favorite picks? I would I would guess our lists are going to look pretty similar. Uh, there's a few no brainers here: the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Raiders, uh, the Panthers. All have pretty strong matchups. I think you could 
Those are my top four, although in a slightly different (laughs) order, but yeah. Yeah, I I think this Thursday night game with Cincinnati and Houston, you could go with either of them. I don't anticipate that being a very high-scoring game. Um, The Ravens would be on my list as well as uh, probably the Jaguars even. Um, That would be a little bit further down, but they they play Tennessee tough. Those two teams for whatever reason, always match up pretty well against each other, and I think that that defense could be an interesting pick. Okay, you you just named off eight of the top ten that I had on my list, so obviously <laughs> I figured our list would look pretty us. similar. This, this week is a, yeah, a kind of a no-brainer for defenses. <laughs> yeah, Chicago and Tennessee are a couple other names that I'll throw out there, and it, yeah. you know, it's potential starts, but uh, how about um, on the avoid side this week, who would you be looking to stay away from? Uh, Probably staying away from, like we talked about, there are going to be some high-scoring games. The Packers, the Falcons, the Patriots, the Saints, it's going to be shootouts all across the board. I don't love the Bills or the Jets this week. That's pretty obvious, but I'd also think about staying away from the Eagles. The Chiefs, obviously, I don't think they're going to come out, you know, and put up quite as many numbers as they did last week necessarily, but I just with the Eagles and the Chiefs facing each other, the teams obviously they have a lot of history, they know each other very well. I just uh, I'm not loving the matchup there. Okay, I'm gonna put the Minnesota Vikings at the top of my mm-hmm. void list and not because I think they're the worst, but just you know, they're a team that people might think of starting, you know, this week because they look good against the Saints and Pittsburgh didn't look terribly impressive against the Browns, but Pittsburgh seems to be a totally different team at home home. field. So, yeah, I I don't (laughs) want any part of that matchup. Denver and Dallas, you know, that, I really don't know what to expect from that game. You know, I don't think it's going to be, I would expect a game where both teams score in the 20s. So to me, that's not a obvious go out and start them. And then, of course, Mm -hmm. you know, Indianapolis, that's, you know, kind of goes without saying that you really don't want any part of them for now. And uh, yeah. know, so those would be my, my biggest ones then. And now kickers, we try not to talk too much about kickers this year, but uh, just a couple of quick things I wanted to mention that, you know, obviously anybody that started Sebastian Janikowski last week was uh, very disappointed. Um, Georgia, oh, I know Kizekio. somebody who lost a fantasy league by 1.2 points because of Sebastian Janikowski. Oh yeah, God, that's, you don't want to be that person. So, <laughs> no, he's you know, so just, bitter. <laughs> yeah, I actually found out about his situation. I thought it was going to be more a problem with his contract, but then he accepted the pay cut, but then his back acted up. And so I had to burn a move in a league where we're only allowed one move a week. I had to burn a move oh. you know, to replace Sebastian Janikowski for week one, and I was beside myself, but... Uh, Anyway, that turned hey, out to be the right call not to start him. <laughs> and then the only other, the other, um, you know, kicker uh, situation of note this week would be in Philadelphia, where Cody Park yeah. is also on injured reserve, and they picked up uh, Jake Elliott off of I think it was Cincinnati's practice squad, so he's mm-hmm. going to be their kicker for the foreseeable future. But uh, well, he's um, going to get some work this all. week. <laughs> yes. So that's all I really wanted to say about. Uh, kickers but should we run through um, the the games quickly and then we'll leave some time yeah. for for dfs at the end there but um so just you know, you know either just uh tell me who the winner is or um yeah let's just go with winners um i'll post the we scores the on we the got time. facebook we can do page, anything but, we want 
<laughs> All right. Um, so Thursday night, I'm going uh, Cincinnati 24 over Houston 17. I'm going Cincinnati as well. Okay. Um, Arizona 27 at Indiana with 10. Oh, 10 points. That's a big ask for them. Yeah, I, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely all right. Arizona all day there. I think Carolina at home, I'll take them over Buffalo, 28-17. I'm going to begrudgingly take Carolina as well. I would like Buffalo to upset it here, but that's that might be too big of an ask even for me. Okay, I'll take in a mild upset. I'll take um, Chicago on the road, 27 over Tampa Bay, 21. Ooh, okay. I'm going with Tampa Bay. I think they're gonna, you know, they're they're very well rested. I think that we're gonna see some good things out of them this week. Yeah, I, I figured that was one game that we were likely to disagree on. We can't. <laughs> There's agree always on a everything. few on the list that you look at and you Only know. Only happened once, I think, in the seven plus seasons now that we agreed on. <laughs> and I think it was, to be fair, a bye week, but still, even to agree on 13 games was it was, was a weird amazing. week. It felt weird. <laughs> yeah. So. um I will go with Baltimore at home over Cleveland by a field goal, 24-21. I agree with you there. I think they might win by more, but, yes, I'm going with Baltimore. All right, I'm taking Pittsburgh at home over Minnesota, 30-24. to Yeah, it's hard to root against Pittsburgh at home. Heinz Field is just a different world. All right, I am going to pick against New Orleans at home, but only because they're playing the Patriots. New, I'll say New England 35, New Orleans 27. Yeah, I I I feel like I want to pick New Orleans at home. I just I hate not doing it, but New England's pissed off and they've got something to prove and I just think overall they're going to come in and they're going to be the Patriots and they're going to win this game. All right. And I'll take Kansas City at home over the Eagles by a field goal, 30 to 27. I'm taking Kansas City. I think they might win by a touchdown, but I the Eagles aren't quite there yet. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, then. I'll take Tennessee on the road over Jacksonville, 24-21. I'm taking Tennessee. I I like the matchup pretty much overall for Jacksonville, with the exception of Blake Bortles. It's not good against the Titans, and that's going to be the difference this week. All right. I will take the Chargers at home, the Los Angeles Chargers. I have to say that so that I don't. I was just like thinking it in my San head. Diego. I'm like, I'm going to just call them the Chargers forever because I'm going to say San Diego like an idiot 400 times this season. <laughs> so I'll take I'll take the Los Angeles Chargers at home against Miami. I'll take them 27-21. All right, all right. I'm also going to go with the Chargers. What a shock there. All right, I'll go with Oakland at home against the Jets. I'll say 34-17 with the big question being, can the Jets actually score 17 points? That Again, that's a big ask. I don't know, I don't know if that's going to happen. But I'm taking Oakland in a landslide here. All right. I will take Denver over your beloved Cowboys just because they're at home. I'll say Denver by a field goal, 27-24. I'm taking Dallas. they got to get all the wins they can with Ezekiel Elliott still in the lineup. I'm now terrified the suspension's going to come at the end of the season or in the playoffs. I just a lot of angst as a Cowboys fan, per usual. <laughs> I just, I don't know that. This whole situation's so that, dumb. Like, just get it over with. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have a hard time imagining them doing that unless 
Roger Goodell was just, you know, full of spite. I mean, Jerry Jones is one of his biggest backers. I mean, have you met Roger Goodell? He's always full of spite. (laughs) It seems that way, but... So, (laughs) I'll go with um, next game, another blowout. I'll take Seattle at home over San Francisco, 30-10, to and Again, I'm not sure San Francisco can score ten points. Yeah, that's it's sad. Um, I, I'm taking Seattle as well. That's kind of a no-brainer there. All right, I will take the Rams at home to go to two and zero against Washington. I'll take them thirty to twenty-one. Also going with the Rams. I think it might be a little closer, but uh, I, you know, I, I almost thought you'd go with Washington here, but we're both going to go with the Rams. Where do you go? No, I'm, I'm on the Todd Gurley bandwagon this year so hard. in a big way. So. <laughs> All right, um, Atlanta over at home over Green Bay in what should be a really entertaining game. I think this is a rematch of last year's NFC Championship game, same place and all, but I'll take a similar result. Atlanta 30, Green Bay 27. I'm going to take Green Bay. Uh, probably should take Atlanta, but I'm going Green Bay. Just the gut feeling. Okay. And then the Monday night game, the Giants at home against Detroit. And I'll very tentatively pick the Giants by a field goal, 24-21. I'm going to go with Detroit, probably by a touchdown. But obviously we're going to see these <laughs> these teams a little differently. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't think either of these teams is going to run the ball, and then it becomes a matter of who has the better passing game. If you look at the offensive personnel, I would probably agree that Detroit has a better and healthier offensive you know, core right now than the Giants do, but I just think the Giants are, are better on defense. Eh, I don't know if I agree with you there, but uh, I, I feel pretty good about Detroit winning that game. But go ahead, surprise me. Okay. <laughs> I just so I think you the Giants any, have to look better than they did last week. Are you in any survivor pools this year? Uh no, I'm not. I do however have a steady steady stream of people wandering in my office each week asking for survivor pool picks. That a lot of people got knocked out last week. There were New England took a lot of people down. Uh there's there were certainly uh, a lot of survivor pools are cut significantly down. What about you? Um, I am doing one for actually. I think this is the first time I've ever done one, but you know, so I, I went against the grain a little bit. I didn't go with New England, although it was tempting, but just because you know it's the first game of the season and Kansas City had the rookie running back, and you know, all I decided to go with what I thought was a safer option, that being the Rams you know, hosting mm-hmm. Indianapolis, and that certainly worked out this week. Sure for did. Me, it was a tough. Tough call between, yeah. I mean, who's going to use the Rams this season? And I already uh, got them out of the way in week one then. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this leaves better teams for go. later, hopefully. But so for this week, it was a tough call for me between two games. It was either Oakland over the Jets or Seattle at San Francisco. And I just decided to go with Seattle, partly because half the people in the pool were picking Oakland over the Jets and also just yeah. because I figure, you know, you could almost stream whoever's playing the Jets. And I think the worse, mm-hmm. the longer the season goes on, the worse that's 
situation is going to get. So I just figured I'd save streaming against the Jets for later in the season, maybe when they play New England or something. But uh, I yeah, just thought Seattle smart. was the better pick this week. Yeah, Although I guess yeah, you could go with, or make an argument for Arizona or even Carolina this week. But uh, I'll, I'll go with Seattle and see how that works out. Yeah, I can get behind that pick. And then uh, right, real so quick, we, I'll uh, just, we'll go through some daily DFS. fantasy options. Uh, and again, there are there are several games that are going to be very fruitful for your fantasy points. There are going to be a little more expensive stacks, but you're looking at the Patriots, the Packers, Arizona, New Orleans, all good picks this week. Uh, the Chargers and Oakland also going to be good stacks. Obviously, they're going to have uh, – some players are going to be a little a little more expensive there than others, but San Diego's pretty good value all in all this week. I like them a lot. They're probably the the stack I'd go with value wise. Um, looking at quarterbacks, Philip Rivers, like like I just mentioned, uh, Carson Palmer, Alex Smith, and uh, Blake Bortles. If you're going for really need some value, they're going to be playing from behind a lot. But again, I don't love this matchup. Um, and if you're looking to spend a little bit of money, Tom Brady is going to be a huge get for you this week, but you're going to have to cut some corners somewhere else. At running back, uh, we talked about earlier in the show, Buck Allen versus the Browns with no Danny Woodhead. I don't think Terrence West is going to cut into his carries quite as much as some other people do. I think he's going to be worthwhile there. Ty Montgomery, again, that game's going to be a shootout with the Falcons. Leonard Fournette, we talked about earlier, he really put up some numbers last week against the Texans, and the Titans' defense really is not as tough of a matchup, especially against the run. So if he could do that against Houston, I like his chances this week. Shane Vereen, especially if Odell Beckham doesn't play. Uh, Dalvin Cook and Melvin Gordon, also good plays. As far as wide receivers go, Keenan Allen, big game against the against the Broncos. Alan Hearns, we talked about the injury there, frees up some care, some uh, targets for him. Tyreek Hill, Adam Thielen, Jordy Nelson, uh, Larry Fitzgerald with no David Johnson. They're going to have to throw more. Larry Fitzgerald is obviously the security blanket there. Cooper Cup, it's not a great Washington secondary. The value is great there. And uh, Chris Hogan, Ted Ginn Jr., essentially the same person, going to cost you about the same amount of money, but that's going to be a lot of scoring there. Tight ends, this is, if you're going to play Gronk any week, this is probably the week to do it with what he's going to cost you versus the output you're going to get. Kyle Rudolph, Eric Ebron, I know I said it wasn't a good start in your uh, weekly fantasy, but daily fantasy for what you're going to pay for him, I think there's going to be a return there. And Kobe Fleener and Austin Hooper, again, really good matchups this week. And if you're looking at defenses, the Ravens, Houston, Chargers, not San Diego, Los Angeles, and the Buccaneers are probably my top picks there for value and uh, what you'll get return on investment there. So hopefully that wins you some money this week in your daily fantasy pools. Uh, certainly if you have questions, come game time. Uh, Thursday, Sunday, we're always available all over social media. So you can find us there, the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook at fantasyfootballsherpa.com with some great rankings there. And as well as you can find us on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show at Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. And then, like always, we're very consistent here. We'll be back with you next Wednesday night for another hour going through all of your start and sits, your analysis, waiver wire picks, news and notes, all that good stuff. We'll be here from 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Or you can catch us all week long, download it all over wherever you'll find your podcast, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes. Anywhere that works for you, we're there.
All right. Thanks a lot, Jenna. Have a great week, everybody, unless, of course. You're playing us, then not as good of luck. But otherwise, good luck to you all, and thanks so much. Have a great week.